And we are back with episode number three of This Week in History. And this week we are going to take down January 1st to January 7th. So Happy New Year, everybody. And thank you for joining us on our weekly look through the history of pro wrestling. Um, yeah, whether you're watching us on Spotify or listening to us on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or anywhere you get your podcasts from, or watching us in video format on Facebook or YouTube, we thank you for doing that and to do this. We can't do it without the guy who does all the rundowns and looking up the history for us, and that's Jonesy in Niagara Falls. How are you, Jonesy? I'm doing fantastic. As you and see, how are you? Not bad. We're starting to build up uh, a look here with the uh, graphics. Uh, got the little flashy uh, neon sign. Got some. It is nice. Uh, it's very nice. Prestigious little going into it. Uh, so yeah, uh, we're we're going to build. Uh, as you said, we want to uh, do a monthly uh, trivia show like Jeopardy or something. On that line, maybe uh, who wants to be a millionaire? I'm not sure what all formats are available. But, uh, yeah, so people who want to be a part of that, please look down below. Scrolling down below, you can contact us by any of those means or emailing us at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com. Uh, look for uh, Jonesy's uh, trivia on uh, Facebook. It's, uh, what, the Wrestling Trivia Challenge Facebook page? Yeah, something like that. It's all going to change soon, as soon as I become unlazy. There we go. So some of that's going to be updated, uh, but definitely uh, get through to us at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com or through our Facebook page, uh, Twitter, or Instagram, and find out how you can be a part of this. Um, Maybe we'll be able to open up eventually to a bigger roundtable, discuss uh, different history topics. But uh, right now, it's just the two of us running uh, down the week in wrestling and looking back at the good old times, leading into some not-so-great times as we get uh, into different eras, whether it's the uh, dying days of WCW or, uh, unfortunately, some of the current product that is out there. But, uh, yeah, it is, uh, as I said, January 1st until January 7th this week and jonesy if you want to start us off all right uh we're gonna go with january 1st and we're gonna start with 39 years ago on january 1st a special event was held in the checker dome in st louis the event was sam mucknick's final wrestling card he promoted uh, mucknick promoted events since 1932 and on his own since 1942 uh, the event was a part of Sam Mucknick Day in St. Louis, as declared by the then mayor, Vincent Shalomel. That's a, that's a fun one. Uh, Jerry Blackwell beat Ox Baker and Bruce Reed in a handicap match. Dick the Bruiser beat Ken Patera to win the NWA Missouri Heavyweight Championship. And Ric Flair defeated Dusty Rhodes 2-1 in a best-of-three falls match to retain the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Now, 14 years ago on Raw, Kevin Federline defeated John Zena in a no-disqualification match. Federline was seen by WWE personnel as a modern citizen. He had a brief run and was the final straw for his marriage as his wife, Britney Spears, saw a clip of Federline on WWE programming. 
She left and Kevin went into rage and destroyed property. It was the final straw for the volatile marriage as Brittany filed for divorce the day after the incident. The divorce so was finalized. <clears throat> the divorce was finalized in July 2007. As for K-Fed's album, calling it a commercial failure would have been an understatement. Only 6,000 copies sold in the first week. Uh, about 16 copies sold as of 2017. It's a happy 37th birthday for Lindsay Kurzik, uh, best known to wrestling fans as Betta Scott. Lindsay is a lawyer who graduated from the King of Ring Honor Dojo and Drexel Law School and was once upon a time Ring of Honor's sideline reporter. She transitioned into managing, most notably managing Barrister R.D. Evans, Moose, and Cedric the, oh sorry, just Cedric Alexander. Uh, that's not to say Scott knows what she's doing in the ring. She's the last family wrestling entertainment women's champion uh, and was an absolute intense wrestling tag team and women's champion. The 2012 Pro Wrestling Illustrated Rookie of the Year, just the second woman in, in to win the award since its inception in 1972. The other was Medusa Mastelli in 1988. Asked for and was granted her release from ROH in 2017. She most recently joined the commentating team on AEW Dark. Yeah, she did uh, some of the uh, women's tag team tournament uh, with Tony Schiavone that they did on uh, YouTube. And um, actually, she's been here in London a few times uh, or in, oh. in Toronto uh, wrestling for uh, Smash. She was part of the Canusa Classic. Uh, I think every year that the Canusa Classic existed, uh, representing Team USA. And uh, yeah, usually when you see Veda Scott, you're likely to see Speedball Mike Bailey. You're very close by as they're a uh, couple and uh, uh, very, very talented couple at that. Yes, they are. And. It's a happy 44th birthday to Bobby Roode. Uh, Roode's best known for his work in TNA, where he's a seven-time tag team champion and a two-time uh, TNA world champion. Roode holds the company record for being the longest reigning world champion ever at 256 days and longest tag team champ at 212 days. In 12 years with TNA, Rude left the company in March of 2016 after appearing in the crowd at NXT TakeOver Dallas. Rude signed with WWE. Bobby is married to his wife, Tracy, and has three children. And it's a happy 51st birthday for Kimberly Lynn Bacon. Uh, but wrestling fans know her as Kimberly Page. Uh, Bacon gained national exposure as a valet for her then-husband, Diamond Dallas Page. She would also valet for Johnny B. Bad and the Booty Man, Yippee, uh, before rejoining Page in 97. Uh, that year, she formed the Nitro Girls, a dance troupe that performed during commercial breaks to entertain the fans. Uh, Kimberly departed from the group in 99, then turned heel on Page in 2000 to align with the New Blood briefly before departing the company altogether. Kimberly and DDP and Manicopoli separated in 2004 and divorced in 2005. Post-retirement, she briefly turned to acting, appearing in Rat Race, an episode of CSI Miami, and The 40-Year-Old Virgin. Today, Bacon is an interior designer and works in marketing. 
And it's a happy 77th birthday for James Ray Hart. But wrestling fans know him best as the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. Best known for its time as a manager, managing over 50 singles wrestlers, most notably Honky Tonk Man, Jerry Lawler, The Giant, King Kong Bundy, Earthquake, and the Honky Tonk Man, and 16 tag teams, including the First Family, the Nasty Boys, and the Hart Foundation. And really, I could go on with Jimmy Hart. Uh, yeah. His uh, his music career, um, and yes, he did perform at the Western Fair back in the seventies with the Gentries. Um, but um, I mean, Hart, I love. He's a part of wrestling that I like. Yeah, and then uh, with if you look back on uh, YouTube, you can uh, hear uh, while well, he's saying. Uh, eat your heart out, Rick Springfield, on the original wrestling mm. album, and he uh, at the Slammy Awards took over for Robbie Dupree um, instead because obviously uh, somebody's famous Robbie Dupree wasn't going to show up for the Slammys and sang "Girls in Cars" uh, for uh, the Strike Force uh, entrance music uh, during that. So you know, uh, I, I I like that song, but that song is so terrible. And I don't know, Robbie Dupree, was he really that famous? Uh, did he have, like, what big song did he have? Did he have a big song? He had bigger songs. I can't think of it at the moment um, because we're yeah. doing this uh, to look yeah. up. Just, but he, just was based of, off of, he was part of that uh, whole Yacht Rock uh, sort of uh, group of uh, people in the uh, early 80s and uh, with Christopher Cross and uh pablo cruz and stuff like that and uh you know christopher cross did a lot bigger hits oh yes he was much better but robbie dupree was part of that group basically Uh, christopher uh, cross melts my heart all right now on to january 2nd and we're going to start with 31 years ago today at an NWA Power Hour taping in Gainesville, Georgia. Arn Anderson defeated the Great Muda to win the NWA World Television Championship. 18 years ago today in Albuquerque, uh, New Mexico, a live SmackDown is highlighted by more by one of the more infamous weddings in WWE history. Don Marie and Al Wilson, Tori's father, played by Tori's real-life father, uh, get kayfabe married in their underwear. Oh, great programming. Uh, today oh, yeah, there, there you go. Oh, yeah. Uh, yikes. Actually, you know what? Uh, he doesn't have too bad of a body for an old man. And, now, and he died on TV, and then only just recently did Al Wilson actually die. Mm-hmm. And she looks pretty nice, too. Oh, look at the flowers. Okay, back on to education. Today would have been uh, the 124th birthday of Christos uh, Theophilou, a.k.a. the Golden Greek Jim Landos. Uh, born in Egros, Greece, uh, this youngest child of 13 left his home and family behind at 13. And an immigrated to the United States. He worked odd jobs to make ends meet, including... Cabin boy, electrician, construction, nude modeling, and carnival acrobat catcher. It was during his carnival period he learned of the art of professional wrestling. 
In his early years, he compensated for his lack of in-ring ability by relying on his good looks and muscular physique and purp purposely took on the ugliest opponents he could find. The promotional tactic worked and Landos became one of the most popular wrestlers of the Great Depression era. At the height of his popularity, he wrestled in front of nearly 100,000 fans in his native Greece. Landos retired in 1946 and went to do charity work, most notably dealing with Greek war orphans during and after World War II. He was honored by President Nixon and King Paul of Greece. On August 19, 1975, Landos died of a heart attack in Escondido, California. He was 78. At the time of his death, he was survived by his wife and three children. And moving on to January 3rd, 21 years ago, today on Raw is War, Triple H defeated Big Show to win the WWF Championship. On the same show, Stephanie McMahon declared Chris Jericho in China co-intercontinental champions. The show will perhaps is most famous for the Degeneration X spoof of mankind having a bad day. 21 years ago today on Nitro, from Greenville, South Carolina, David Flair and Crowbar won a one-night lethal lottery tournament to win the vacated WCW World Tag Team Championship, uh, defeating Kevin Esch and Scott Steiner to the, in the final. Raw's program won nearly double Nitros in the head-to-head -head rating, 6.4 to 3.3. .3. 11 years ago today, both Jeff Hardy and Bubba the Love Sponge announced that they would be heading to TNA. They would be uh, uh, two of about a dozen debuts on the first impact of the Hulk Hogan era. Today is the 69th birthday of longtime commentator James William Ross, most no, uh, mo but most fans know him as good old J.R. Tim Ross. Born in Fort Bragg, California, Ross was a three-sport athlete at Westville High School in Oklahoma, excelling in basketball, baseball, and football. In college, he spent some time doing commentary for a college radio station. It is this experience that brought him into the wrestling business. When he was the last-minute uh, substitute, Jim worked for three years as a referee for the NWA Mid-South Territory in the mid-70s. When Jim Craddock Jr. Uh, bought the Mid-South, a.k.a. Universal Wrestling Federation, and merged it with his own promotion in 1989, Ross was brought along in team with David Crockett and Tony Schiavone on play-by-play. -play. Ross would also team with Bob Cadell in the late 80s. He also doubled as play-by-play -play man for Atlantic Falcons radio broadcast in 1992. Eventually, Ross became the head of broadcasting for WCW, but had issues with Eric Bischoff. Bischoff would uh, eventually ascend to executive producer in 93, at which point Ross demanded and got his release after he was taken off the air. Ross was quickly snapped up by the WWF and made his debut at WrestleMania 9, and the rest is history for another day. Yeah, because uh, and now, as uh, I think you missed on here uh, or deleted earlier, Later on, uh, you can see him on AEW. Uh, he has his uh, podcast with Conrad Thompson, Grill, and JR, where, um, and also his books. And I put up uh, the picture of uh, his uh, sauce products that you can get at uh, jrsbarbecue.com. 
Um, he's got a wealth of knowledge. Some people are thinking he's archaic and old school. Even some of the people in AEW have criticized him for coming out about all the flippy stuff that's happened uh, or happens all the time in uh, wrestling and figure that he's out of touch. But, you know, he's been around for so long. And if you ever get a chance to see him live and doing his uh, stories, Jonesy and I uh, both got to do that in Toronto. And you hear about uh, him driving around, I think it was Leroy McGurk or something, and uh, he was blind as a bat. might not have been Leroy. It was uh, one of the other promoters, should I say. But uh, he was uh, driving him around while he was smoking and had a gun on his uh, dashboard because they were going to go and kill Ted DiBiase for dating the guy's daughter. And... Jim Ross just was like panicking and ashes fall in the lap. It's a story that you can read in Slobberknocker here on the audiobook or see uh, live from there. Definitely worth going to see because he has so much wealth of knowledge and history in the business from EWF days to AEW and everything in between. Uh, I, I do believe that like, I like everything about Jim Ross, but is commentating now. Uh, I I rather listen to again like Taz and Excalibur or Jr. It's it's a lot of repetitive stuff that he has said over and over again. It's it's like a joke now. It's like he's not even really he's watching the match, but he he's using all these words and taglines that he has for so long. It just becomes another baseball game, you know, it's just, yeah. to me, that's the problem with him. There's no doubt the guy's a genius. He is, he is what wrestling is all about, but uh, the commentating part, it's not that he's bad commentator. It's just, it's passe now. Yeah. I can definitely agree with you uh, on that extent. I, I listen more for him uh, with his uh, podcast with uh, Conrad and hearing the old stories, because as you said, when he's there on uh, Dynamite, it almost is always phoning in a bit because he's what uh, you said just turned sixty nine years of age. So he's been around for a long while, and it's almost uh, to the point. As much as it, he says it's revitalized his career being with AEW, he's just there commentating and. He has been outspoken uh, off air about, like I said, uh, all the flippy stuff that happens a lot in AEW. And if he's not impressed with what they're putting out, uh, he's having to commentate. It's coming through, unfortunately, during his broadcast. Yeah, I, I'd actually like to see them switch the commentating team and put Excalibur and Taz on the main show and uh, boot Ross and Shivani down to uh, dark. And then when the pay-per-views come, they can switch back and forth or whatever, or do a three-man or whatever. It's just, again, if you want to advance the product, the wrestling has advanced, but your main commentary team hasn't. Yeah, well. And it's not, and it, yeah, it's not saying nothing bad about them. I, I think they're both great, but and you point there's better the commentators out there now. You pointed out the fact that JR and Shivani were together in 89 when yeah. uh, the UWF uh, merged with uh, Crockett. 
that's a long while ago. Like a lot of things have changed in 32 years. Yeah. Again, it's, 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 it, it was good years ago, but now again, it's like, it's like even a wrestler, it's like, it's time. There's time when it's time to get off the mic or move down the line. I mean, mind you, if, Hey, if you're getting paid and you're told, Hey, be in the main, you know, good for them. But, Anyways, uh, that is enough about that. Good old JR. Good old JR. So we're going to move on to uh, January 4th. 22 years ago today on Nitro, Hollywood Hogan defeated Kevin Nash in less than two minutes to win the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. That's right, folks. The finger poke of doom was born. And the ever-famous segment of Tony Schiavone on orders from Bischoff and the pre-taped competition. Which went, fans, if you're even thinking about changing the channel to our competition, fans do not. We understand that Mick Foley, who wrestled here one time as Cactus Jack, is going to win their world title. Ha! Huh? That's going to put some butts in the seat. Blah. And, oh yeah, that that was almost like, um, I don't know, a black hole opening up. And uh-oh. So yeah, in the moment... Mick Foley put a thank you uh, tweet the other day uh, as it happened, uh, basically reminding uh, people of the day the channel changed. And they had everything in their uh, power to outdo WWE that night because WWE had recorded that, I believe, on December 28th and was shown then on January 4th. So they knew what to expect. That's why they gave away the fact that Mick was going to win the title. And they could have done everything in their power to make a much better show and kept their mouth shut at the same time. And they would have won the ratings war that night, probably. But nope, they had to uh, get their ego the best of themselves and everybody flooded over to Raw. A taped Raw. Remember, people, even if someone deserves it, you don't have to sabotage them. Eventually, they're going to do it themselves. Yep. And that's an educational part of today's show. The more you know. 14 years ago today. Oh, I didn't finish the other, but oh, well, who cares? It wasn't that much. It's just about the numbers. Uh, 14 years ago today, WWE signs Natalie Neidhart, um, a.k.a. Natalia. She is the first and still the only third generation woman to compete in the WWE. 11 years ago today on Raw, Bret Hart made his return to WWE Live TV. This was Hart's first in-ring appearance in any capacity for the WWE since the infamous Montreal Screwjob in November 1997. Hart appearing as the week's guest host publicly patched things up with Shawn Michaels and getting kicked in the groin by Mr. McMahon. I can't believe that's 11 years ago already. Holy crap balls. It kind of feels longer, but yeah, 11 years only. I bet Sean's oh. head probably wishes he had that hair still. Yeah. Mm, yes. Yeah, poor Sean. Poor, poor both of them. You know, they lost their hair. So 11 years ago today on a live impact from Orlando, Florida, Hamada in Awesome Kong defeated Serata and Tyler Wild or Wild, yeah, Wild to win the TNA Knockouts Tag Team Championship. On the show, ODB defeated Tara to win the TNA Knockouts Championship. The extended episode is most noted for the TNA debuts of Hulk Hogan, Eric Bischoff, 
Ric Flair, Orlando Jordan, Sean Morley, and the Nasty Boys, and the returns of Jeff Hardy, Scott Hall, Sean Maltman, and Shannon Moore. Or, as I like to call it, when the leeches came to town and sucked the place dry. Ten years ago today, at a SmackDown taping in Tucson, Tucson, Arizona, Kofi Kingston defeated Dolph Ziggler to win the WWF Intercontinental Championship. January 5th, 73 years ago today in Iowa, one of my favorites, Orville Brown, defeated Sonny Myers to win the National Wrestling Association Heavyweight Championship. When the National Wrestling Alliance forms about six months later, Brown would be its first champion. 25 years ago today, ECW presented House Party 96. The show was main evented by the final bout of the public enemy who were leaving for WCW. The show also featured the ECW debut of Rob Van Dam and the return of Shane Douglas. The show would become episodes of ECW Hardcore TV. Some of the main matches was Too Cold Scorpio defeating Mikey Whipwreck to win the ECW World Television Championship. The Sandman defeated Conan by knockout to retain the ECW World Belt. And the public enemy Johnny Grunge and Rocco Rock defeated the Gangsters, New Jack, and Mustafa Saeed. Ten years ago today, New Japan Pro Wrestling introduces the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. The championship was first won by MVP in May 2011 during the first tour of the United, uh, United States. January 6th. 38 years ago today in San Juan, Puerto Rico, WWC Universal Champion Carlos Colon defeated NWA World Champion Ric Flair in a non-title champion versus champion match. 26 years ago today in Birmingham, Alabama, Randy Savage makes his in-ring debut for WCW with a win over Avalanche. Oh, poor bastard. Yeah. That work again for Avalanche. Jesus. Well, uh, it was I mean, I heard it. WCW's time of being WD light before they yes. got their genius plan of making the NWO uh, an idea that basically has been proven to be stolen from Japan. But until that day, they were uh, basically, uh, well, and before Nitro started, but it was basically WD light with having uh, Hogan and friends come in just like TNA decided to do. You know that was that was almost my favorite time of WCW Saturday Night because you'd see like those guys all the time on their Avalanche and uh, them. All right, so uh, 18 years ago today on Raw, Lance Storm and William Regal defeated Booker T and Goldust to win the World Tag Team Championship. 15 years ago today, WWE releases Juventud Guerrera. The, whole, the move comes three days after a SmackDown taping when Guerrera allegedly was uncooperative in a match against then-WWE Cruiserweight champion Kid Cash, including sandbagging, give, uh, giving stiff shots, and doing more aerial maneuvers than necessary. Cruiserweights at the time were told to tone down their movesets to prevent injury, including using the 450 Splash, which was banned just a month after Hooventude's debut when he fractured severed bones in Paul London's face. 
He proved to be such a liability that his Mexico's partner, Super Crazy and Psychosis, who did not get along with Guerrera and had not for years prior to joining WWE, asked management to break away from Guerrera to save their jobs. And that was the troublemaker. Yeah, and they probably lost their uh, deal then with uh, uh, John Deere, considering the three of them were coming out in lawnmowers at the time. Oh, yeah. Very, uh, very dated and would not get away with it today, having three oh, guys show up on lawnmowers. Oh, there's so many things nowadays that, you you know, you look back, oh, my God, it's just like, wow. Uh, so, 13 years ago today, TNA presented Final Resolution. Uh, Gail Kim defeated Awesome Kong in a no-DQ match to win the TNA Knockouts Championship. Team 3D uh, and Johnny Devine defeated Motor City Machine Guns and Jay Lethal in an Ultimate X match. AJ Styles and Tomko defeated Kevin Nash and Small Joe to retain the TNA World Tag Team Championship. And Kurt Angle defeated Christian Cage to retain the TNA World Belt. Seven years ago today, WWE aired an old-school themed edition of Raw. The show was hyped. Uh, highlighted by the return of Jake the Snake Roberts. Two weeks later, it was announced that he would be a part of the 2014 WWE Hall of Fame class. He was inducted three months later by Dame Dallas Page, a man he credits for saving his life. And we yeah, think that, that appearance uh, by Roberts, he ended up, uh, I think, DDTing uh, Dean Ambrose and brought out a snake. And you can see Ambrose. Uh, smiling, almost yes, laughing grinning. Uh, during that because it was almost like a childhood dream getting to do that moment with uh, Jake. But yeah, he definitely did not sell uh, too much. And that was one of the last times that somewhat on one of these uh, reunion specials that WD likes to do that a legend actually did something uh, rather than just a backstage skit. So yeah. Congrats, Jake, on being able to break that uh, mold before it got started. So we got January 7th. We're on our last day. 55 years ago today, Gene Konitsky uh, defeated Luthes to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Way to go, Gene. 31 years ago today, Canadian born in Rainy River, Ontario, uh, Bronsalau uh, Bronco Nagarshi died of heart failure in International Falls, Minnesota. He was 81. In football, Nagarshi uh, played a critical role in Minnesota's 1928 win over Wisconsin. Uh, despite wearing a corset to protect a cracked vertebrae, he recovered a fumble, scored the game-winning touchdown, and intercepted a pass to end the game. In his three years with the Golden Gophers, the team went 18-4-2 and, and won the Big Ten Conference title in 1927. Uh, Nagurski uh, spent the next eight years as an integral part of the Chicago Bears, winning an NFL championship in 1932 and 33. At 6'2", 235 pounds in his era, he was a beast. A size 19 and a half ring and size 8 helmet made him quite possibly the largest running back of his era. Uh, Nagurski would be named All-Pro in three non-kicking positions, the only player ever to do so. 
Uh, Nagurski's uh, left a wide legacy in the sports world. He was named one of the four greatest athletes in Minnesota state history uh, by uh, Sports Illustrated and the second greatest Minnesota sportsman of the 20th century behind only baseball legend Kirby Puckett uh, by the Star Tribune, uh, the newspaper for Minneapolis. He was named among the 100 greatest football players ever by the Sporting News in 1999 and by NFL Network in 2010. In 2011, Nagurski was inducted into the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. He was also a charter member of the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame in 1996. 20 years ago today, ECW Guilty as Charged happened. It would turn out to be the final televised event for the company as mounting depth of depth forced them to stop running shows a few days later. Two months later, the company filed for bankruptcy. Uh, the show saw Tommy Dreamer defeat uh, C.W. Anderson in an I Quit match. The Sandman defeated Steve Carino and Justin Credible in a tables, ladders, chairs, and canes match to win the ECW World Heavyweight Championship. And Rhino defeated the Sandman to win the ECW World Heavyweight Championship. He would be the company's last champion in the original ECW. 19 years ago today, Triple H made his return to WWE after suffering a career-threatening uh, torn quadriceps injury the previous May. After the rousing ovation from the Madison Square Garden crowd, Triple H declared that he would, would enter the Royal Rumble match later in the month, a match he would go on to win. On the same show, Spike Dudley and Taz defeated the Dudley Boys, Bubba Ray, and Devon to win the WWF Tag Team Championships. Uh, weighing just 398 pounds combined, Spike and Taz were at the time the latest tag team champions in WWF history. Is that still true today, or is there someone else? Uh, I think it would probably still hold true. I'm not sure who would have taken that spot because I don't think the Lucha House Party uh, won those actual tag team titles. So they might have been the closest thing. Uh, if at all, London and Kendrick, but yeah, I'd have, you'd have to go back and uh, check that out. But I would not be surprised if that uh, held true today. Mm -hmm. that, that's a good trivia one there. That's a good ABC one. Uh, 17 years ago today at an NWA TNA weekly pay-per-view taping, Chris Sabin defeated Michael Shane, Christopher Daniels, and Loki in an ultimate X match to win the TNA X Division Championship. 14 years ago today in Tokyo, Japan, the Briscoes, Matt and Jay defeated Yo Yoshimbu, Kamara, and Takahashi Sagura. Not bad. To win the GHC Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. 14 years ago, uh, WWE presented New Year's Resolution. John Cena defeated Umanga to win the WWE Championship. This was Umanga's first pinfall or submission defeat. 13 years ago today, WWE presented Raw Roulette 3. As with previous editions of the event, every match on the show was determined by a spin of the wheel. Hardcore Holly defeated Carlito in a Trading Places match. Holly got uh, Holly got Carlito's outfit and entrance music. Why Carlito got Holly's outfit and entrance music? That's just stupid. Uh, Ashley Massaro <laughs> defeated uh, Jillian, Maria, Melina, and Mickey James in a lingerie pillow fight. 
Triple H uh, defeated William Regal in a first blood match. And Jeff Hardy defeated Umanga in the steel cage match. And finally, 13 years ago today at an impact, taping Awesome Kong defeated Gail Kim to win the TNA Knockouts Championship. And that is what happened many moons ago in this week in wrestling. Yeah, a little bit of a quiet week, uh, but you know, the, a lot of uh, places were coming off uh, Christmas uh, and New Year's uh, times. I'm sure uh, the rest of January will definitely heat up as we uh, start seeing things like the Royal Rumbles. Uh, there's uh, definitely some WCW events coming up uh, for sure. Uh, I don't think Super Bowl is uh, February, so I'm not don't remember what all ones came in uh, January from WCW. But yeah, we'll uh, definitely be diving deep into uh, more uh, pay per views as the uh, month goes on. But this one definitely had a lot of uh, information with birthdays and celebrations in that regard. So, uh, yeah, a good uh, bit of history, uh, especially for those who are uh, interested in that. And uh, hopefully taking notes, because if you uh, want to be part of that trivia uh, challenge uh, that uh, Jonesy's putting together, uh, some of the information that you're seeing in this weekly show or listening to on Stitcher, Spotify, our Heart Radio, and everywhere else, you're going to get some of the answers uh, from uh, this show to uh, help you in that uh, challenge. So definitely uh, listen up, uh, take notes, and uh, enjoy the trip back in time. Uh, anything you want to add before we uh, check out of here, Jonesy? Uh, no, I, I am looking forward to uh, going through all the rumbles, uh, though that's going to be a lot of uh, work. But hey, um, but I don't. I think I I've already gone gone through next week's, and I don't think there's a rumble in that one yet. So it's like they're coming. <laughs> they're all going to be piled up near the end of the month. The last two weeks, uh, I'm pretty sure of January are going to be filled with uh, some yeah. rumbles uh, for sure. Uh, but yeah, I did take a sneak peek at uh, next week's as well, and I'm going to start getting the photos that uh, people see visually to uh, go along with the stories we're telling, and uh, yeah, uh, I hope everybody, as I said, enjoyed this. We did get back to doing Fantasy Warfare Tournament this past week. Stephen was able to join us, and uh our latest episode is the NWA WCW United States champion. Uh, 16 of the uh, greatest champions or 16 of the champions uh, from that uh, belt history. And we uh, knocked them down. I suggest you go back on uh, YouTube or Facebook and find out uh, who we selected as the winner on that one. And we have upcoming ones involving the WWF intercontinental champion, the WWE US champion and WWE uh, Intercontinental Championship uh, title reigns. So uh, definitely join us on Fantasy Warfare Tournament. And of course, every Thursday night at 8 o'clock, we have the Scumbags of Wrestling podcast, uh, do some news, updates. And this week, we're actually going to be doing a uh, best of and bringing in some of the uh, different voices from around Ontario podcasting, including ryan knight chris maloney and a few others uh so join Stephen and i for that one as we look back at 2020 
So until next time, I want to thank you, and we'll see you next week as we take down, what is it, uh, the 8th of January until the... Yeah. 13th, I believe. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Oh, to the 14th. There you go. 8 to the they, 14th. I, I still I still use my fingers for math. Yeah, hey, it works. It, Why not? And it should it have been does. easy to say because we were going to the 7th today. So it'll be the 14th uh, next time. But yes, we'll see you next week as we take down January 8th to the 14th in the world of professional wrestling whether it's birthdays, events, or general milestones. So have a great week. We'll see you next time.